Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Palla dentro per Lautaro, Lautaro il tiro, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol, il Toro, il Toro, il Toro, il Toro, il Toro. And welcome here to uh, another episode of the Serpents of Inter podcast. I'm uh, Matt Clark, uh, site manager for SerpentsofMatadena.com. Joining me uh, as he has uh, for the past couple of weeks, Sam Poor. Sam, welcome. Uh, welcome from Sweden. How are things? Uh, how are things in the cold country? Well, to be honest, it's it's gotten a little bit warmer, and and you can feel the spring in the air. And uh, on top of that, things are going very very well. It's going to be a good week this weekend because uh, you have uh, Arnold Classic Ohio, and you have football on TV. So I'm all set <laughs> yeah you really can't beat that so uh just just to let our our listeners know this is kind of a a, a new venture we we've uh jumped on board with the SB Nation uh, network, which is great. Uh, it allows us to ha- have a little bit more flexibility in terms of what we can do and how we can do it and all that good stuff. So we're really excited about uh, about that. Uh, we should be, if we're not already, we should be uh, up on iTunes and, and uh, other platforms uh, here very soon. So that uh, that is also very exciting. Uh, and you can listen to us in multiple different uh, multiple platforms uh, as, uh, as you see fit. But uh, to get to the task at hand, uh, lots of stuff to go over. We've had uh, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks. Um, wow. If you're if you're an Inter fan, uh, and, and and obviously we could talk about Mauro Icardi and probably spend a good couple hours on that, but we'll <laughs> we'll 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 shift that here just a little bit. First and foremost, uh, 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 I want to talk about the Europa League uh, and uh, and and Inter getting through uh, with a big big home match uh, home match win against Rapid Vienna. A uh, massive, massive win, win winning 5-1 on aggregate, uh, and or 5-0 on aggregate rather, and uh, pushing themselves through to the round of 16. Uh, and now an interesting, uh, an interesting matchup here uh, in that they draw uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, and, and this is uh, probably a draw that that Inter probably didn't want. If you had to look at the other uh, 14 teams uh, in, in the draw, uh, obviously you have you have you have Napoli and and, and you've got. Uh, 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 Arsenal and, and Chelsea that are in there too. But really, if you think about it, Frankfurt is probably one of the most potentially dangerous teams to have. And while this will provide 
uh, a great matchup. I think this will be a great two legs to watch. Um, I think in terms of being just a pure inter fan and hoping they get through to the next round, um, this is probably one you didn't want. Um, and, 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 you know, Frankfurt, a very solid team, uh, had an extremely successful group stage uh, and, and, and went through uh, into the round of 16, uh, not easily, but, 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 but fairly easily. Uh, and, uh, I, I just think this presents a wealth of challenges for Luciano Spalletti, uh, and Inter. So uh, Sam, give me your thoughts. What, what do you, what do you think about this matchup on paper? Well, to begin with, Frankfurt is actually a very dangerous team. I, I, and I, I, I encourage everyone to watch those games because I think it's going to be very entertaining because Frankfurt has uh, a very, very good offense. They have, uh, one of, um, Perisic and Brozovic, a countryman actually on the team who has been uh, very pivotal for, for them. So um, I, I don't think people should underestimate uh, that what, what they can bring to the table. These types of games are pretty tricky because if uh, on a good day, you know, uh, we should beat them, but you never know. Uh, so I, I would say that watch out for their offense because they go, they go in all gears pushing. So. Um, I'm looking very much forward to this. It's going to be very interesting to see how uh, how Inter approaches this game, and I'm very curious to see if uh, well uh, if uh, Keita Balde is back to to um, to being fit at that point, and if Icardi is going to play at all. So very very interesting. I'm looking very much forward to it. And, and, and I, to be honest, I don't I don't I can't tell. How it's going to go, but uh, my my gut feeling tells me that we will probably take them. So um, so yeah, I, but I'm 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 hoping for a very entertaining two games. I think it's going to be that uh, to be sure. First uh, the first leg uh, in Frankfurt uh, yes, on March seventh. Uh, the second leg will be back at the Giuseppe Miazza on a week later on March fourteenth. Uh, both of those matches will be on Bleacher Report Live here in the United States. Uh, DAZN, D-A-Z-N, uh, and other places around the world, plus uh, m- m- many other outlets. Make sure you uh, check out Serpents of Matadina. Uh, we'll have uh, all that information uh, for you. Uh, the next thing I want to get to uh, is, is something that has been a, a pain point for the last several days for uh, Inter fans, myself included, and I'm sure you as well. And, and that is, uh, you know, the, the match Sunday at, at Fiorentina. Um, and, and, and wow, first off, I, you know, I can't speak highly enough about how Inter came out and played this match. Fiorentina, uh, you know, Pioli came out with a very tight formation. Uh, he, he was trying to, to, to clog things up a little bit. It bit him. Uh, and, and we saw nice play by Inter. They were able to, to make crisp, clean passes. They were able to find outlets. They attacked early. Uh, and they really neutralized Fiorentina uh, in, in the first half. I think I even heard the ESPN commentators that this is one of the most exciting 45 minutes of football they've ever seen, even though it was nil-nil. Um, and, and then the second half, uh, you know, goals galore, things explode. Uh, but but really, I, I think that the, the center of all this isn't necessarily the result, albeit it's a byproduct of it, uh, and that is VAR. And and, oh. and and there's no 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 secret that that Inter fans, uh, and I would imagine that after the match, even though they they wound up with with a draw and earned a point, I, I think Fiorentina fans would have to be a little disgusted with VAR as well, um, just with the way it was used. But I, I think the the biggest miscarriage here has got to be. Uh, the the last uh, about the 101st minute 
uh, 100th minute of the match where, where uh, you know, a penalty was whistled uh, on Danilo D'Ambrosio for handball in the area. When, when you could see clearly, I, I could see on the replay that was being shown and, and anyone else who was watching could see it as well. That 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 the ball didn't touch his arm; it touched his chest, and, and you could clearly see that. I think D'Ambrosio even knew that, as he wasn't making a, a heavy appeal initially, because I think he was fairly confident in in, in, in that a, a penalty would be overturned. Uh, yeah. Alas, you know, after review, after looking at it, a penalty is awarded, and and, and you know, for all its good points. Uh, VAR and and VAR is good. I I don't I don't think there's not a place for VAR in football. I, I think it's I think it's important. I think it's key. If referees use it correctly, it's a way to make sure you're getting the call correct. Uh, it is to make sure that you are uh, giving goals correctly. That you are you you are really examining how things are. Granted, I don't think it should take a half an hour to look nope. at it as it did uh, exactly. as it did with the with the with the Fiorentina match. Uh, but here, I, I just really struggle uh, to to see what the rationale was in in uh, in allowing the penalty. And I'm trying to take emotion out of this. Okay, realizing that initially when I see it, I'm I'm furious. I mean, I'm 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 just like, well, what are you? What is this? This is awful. This is this is a horrible call. This is certainly going to be overturned. After it wasn't overturned, I, I became even more incensed about it. Now I've had a chance to kind of think about it and, 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 and not get emotion into it. I still have to question what the rationale is. What, what happened here? Why was this called a penalty? And, and even just looking at the replay over and over and over again, which I have done. I've, I've looked at it numerous times over the last couple of days. I still can't see it. I can't, I can't see the justification for the initial uh, ruling on the field. I, I just, I just can't. So it was this an ego based decision by the referee. Was this one of those things where Pressure. he had made previous, did he make previous mistakes and thought this was a good way to cover it up? Uh, you know, what, what, what's the rationale here? And I can't find it. I can't see it. I think, I think you, you, you're touching on, uh, on, on a few points here. First of all, um, just on a side note, I did say three one, and if it wasn't if it wasn't for Muriel's free, amazing free kick and and this uh, and the referee uh, get, uh, giving the penalty, I would have had been uh, right on that one too. But that's, <laughs> that, you that did aside, you did say you did say a lot of goals in the rapid match, and you did say it was going to be three one with Fiorentina, and both yes. both would have proven correct if not for some <laughs> one some things happening. So if, if there's anyone looking to take a trip to Vegas and and lay odds on either over unders or 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 score lines, then then Sam is probably someone you want to reach out to because I, he he came pretty close to nailing it this time around. But yeah, yeah I, I just I you know I just don't understand it. I don't I don't get it. And, and I know you said pressure, you know. Was this a situation where the referee felt pressure to make a call? So yeah, I think that I think the audience uh, had uh, some to do with that, and amongst other things, I think that he feel he felt like because I mean he, the VAR, VAR had a lot of uh, impact on the game the, for Inter as well as for Fiorentina because we we got uh, we did give uh, get a penalty due to VAR uh, when, when, when the ball, ball t- touched his hand, you know, on the free kick that, that was... Taken. And that was a correct call. And that yes, was a correct call. It was, that it was, was, that a, was absolutely right on. But I think it was a psychological effect it had on uh, on the stadium and the pressure it, it, it give, gave to the, to the referee. 
And on the hindsight, you know, uh, it's, it's uh, unanimously uh, concluded that this was the wrong decision. This, this, it was totally, totally wrong, and it actually shouldn't happen. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's quite weird because it doesn't take that long to actually come to that conclusion. Because if you look at the, if, if you, if when we looked at the game, you know, he, he took a very, very long time to actually look at this from every angle. And it's, it's, it was very, very clear that the ball t- touched, uh, did touch Zambrosio's chest. And plus, Chiesa did actually, if you want to be nitpicky about it, Chiesa did actually foul uh, D'Ambrosio before receiving the ball in the in the scenario when he was uh, Chiesa was getting the ball because he jumped up and his elbow was on D'Ambrosio's face. So, so I think that that whole thing was very very bizarre. It, it was a very bad call. It was a very weak, weak uh, refereeing. Uh, if, if you know, and these these things. I don't know if it's Inter, but you know it, it's very common for us to get these types types of calls. And uh, as I've read, uh, he he will rec- the the referee has received a three day uh, three game ban. I think it was. Yes. Yep. And he won't be he won't be officiating any Inter matches uh, anytime soon. No, no, but that's the thing. It doesn't. It, it, that that doesn't actually help because for starting next season, he will probably be able to um, to uh, refereeing inter games. But the the problem I have was that the first year that VAR actually came in play, that year uh, I think it was last year. Yes, it was last year. That year it was much much better because we, uh, when when it was. Implemented last season, uh, it works. It worked much better because uh, I think that the 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 principle was that if VAR, if the if those who who watch it on the screen or those referees that watch it on screen, if if they stopped and told the referee that something was wrong, then the referee had no choice than to look at it. But it, starting this season, I think that. Uh, the referee has a veto and and can call for himself in a, in a sense. So I don't know how how that works, but I think they changed it for this season. So last year it was much better; it, it, it was more fluid. But this year, uh, I, and this game, you know, it, this can actually cost us cost us the third place because Milan is playing very well, um, and we are, we are losing some players, and we are a little bit on the. Uh, on a slow run right now, so I don't know. I I, I thought that, uh, that 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 game was a total anticlimax for me. So uh, no. Well, here here's the thing. I, you know, you talk about pressure, and, and I understand that to a slight degree. But as, as an official, that's not a factor. You don't factor in the crowd. You don't factor in any no, of those outside factors. You're, you're supposed to tune Absolutely. those things out. And, and as yeah. the official, you have to have the gumption and the wherewithal to understand that if you make the wrong call, it's okay to say you made the wrong call. That's fine. That's what VAR is for. VAR is there as a as a as a as a means to review calls on the field and to if if credible evidence enough evidence is presented to show the call is not correct to overturn that call and be and be man or woman enough to say that you did. Uh, that's the case. And in this case, that did not happen. So whether it's pressure 
you know, whatever the case may be, the fact remains. Yeah, the the fact remains is that is that, you know, as as an official and and as as someone who's supposed to have be highly regarded on the feet on the pitch, if you made the wrong call, own up. I made the wrong call. Yes, VAR overturned it. It's not the right call. Wave it off. It's a free kick. Move on. Blow the whistle. We're done. But that didn't happen. He let his pride. He let his ego, and he let other other personal things. I don't. I don't want to say it was a personal thing with with wanting Fiorentina to draw even or anything like that. I don't want to get in the middle of that. I, I don't think that was the case at all. But but I think this came down to his personal pride, and I think it came down to his personal ego, and 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 and, and I think that that those are things that have to be factored out, and, 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 and they weren't. And in such a critical a critical time in the game as well, you know, the, the, this wasn't. This call wasn't made in in a time where you know he he uh, we we could actually do something. It was actually it was almost the last thing that happened in the game. So you know if you're gonna make such such a such a big call that is gonna have impact on on the results, at least you know like you said, be humble about it. You know, be humble that you you made a bad call and and look at it. But on a high side. You know, when when he blew the whistle uh, before checking the VAR, he was actually one hundred. He, he was one hundred percent sure that it was a penalty because he just pointed at the uh, at the penalty spot. So I don't know, man. I, I think I think that it, it was it was such a disappointment to see, and uh, I was so upset about it. But it is what it is. I mean, regardless of what we say and do right now, uh, I think that. The best thing we uh, the best thing we can do at this point is actually to to continue to work in this path because what I see is that that, that the willpower in the players that they, they actually want to move forward because look at it like this they scored like before the first minute of that game and we well actually... in all in all, in all, fa- in all fairness Stefan Devry scored the f- in sure. the first minute of the match well we conceded a goal if i put it like that we conceded a goal very 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 early in this early state in the game and and uh, with that we actually took the lead and put three behind them and then you know it got turned over again you know the Luis Muriel comes in and he 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 does what he does, and uh, then they get, get and they get get this uh, controversial penalty that wasn't a penalty. So, on hindsight, you know, if you want to look, if we want to look at it uh, uh, in in an inter perspective, we actually did play a good game. You know, more play, a lot of players stepped up and did did a good job. But you know, I I hate when games come down to. to to focusing on, on on a referee because the referee's job, referee shouldn't be a central part of a game. You know, we shouldn't even be talking about referees. Referees, yeah, that, that's that, that that's a rule of being an official. Is you never want to be the storyline. No, it's not. It's not your job to be the storyline. It's your job to ensure the rules on the field, on the pitch, on the court, wherever you are, that they are being adhered to. That's it. That, that's your job. That, <laughs> that's your job. That's it. That's that, that 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 is as simple as I can possibly make it. Is that your job is to make sure rules are being followed, not to become a storyline, not. To to be a headline, not to not to you know not to dominate coverage, not to dominate you know activity on the pitch or on the field or anywhere else. That's not your job. And if you think that's your job, then you're in the wrong profession. One thing, End of story. 
One, one thing that I, <laughs> I don't know if you recognize, did you see when Politano scored his goal and he did that Icardi gesture? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not sure if Perisic wasn't happy with that or what, but uh, I don't know. Uh, that, that, that is very, is very interesting. Um, well, it was, it was interesting. And then they wound up holding hands afterwards. So that there, you have that. You know, uh, it can go both ways because it doesn't need to be that uh, Perisic uh, didn't want Icardi, uh, he, he doing that gesture because he's in a dispute with Icardi. It could be that he, he didn't want the game to go to that point because he, 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 maybe he knew that if, if he does that, you know, it's going to be written on in blogs and, you know, people are going to talk about it. So maybe he just didn't want the focus to be on that and, and rather the, the focus being on, on the goal and, and that's we, we, we actually scored. So, you know, you can, you, people can make them up their minds about what they want. If Paris did that to, to demonstrate, you know, that uh, he, he and uh, Icardi has a problem and he wants to show uh, that he's the new leader and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, it can easily be that he didn't want Politano to do that because he knew that it would be taken way out of proportion too. So... What did you think about that? Did you think do, do you think that Perisic actually did yeah. it because they make a statement, or do you think that he just did it? Just I, to- I think I I think Politano was, might have been trying to show at least either it, it was either a sign of respect or a sign of disrespect, and, and you could take it fifty fifty either way. I mean, it yeah. was either hey, the, the, yeah, you're you're still part of our team. Uh, let me show you a little respect or, Hey, you know what? Someone else can do this. We don't really need you. And, <laughs> and, and I think, I think Parasich was just trying to mitigate it and say, okay, you know what? Not now. Don't not, not now. Let's not just now. move on. Let's, let's just, let's just do, do, let's, let's play the match. Uh, great goal. Great, great, great game. Let's, let's just move on. So, and, and I, I think ultimately that was the, one of those two scenarios, which one it's hard to say. I, you know, you probably have to ask Politano and, and no one's going to ask. So um, we're just left to our conjecture. Um, that said, uh, speaking of break, uh, let's uh, let's pause here real quickly. Uh, we'll take a real quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Friday's matchup, and uh, we'll we'll dive a little bit into Icardi Gate. I know everyone want everyone's talking about it. More on the horizon, but we'll talk more about that when we come back on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Serpents of Inter podcast on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome back here to the Serpents of Inter podcast. Matt Clark, uh, site manager for SerpentsOfMatadena.com. Sam Poor joining me here as well. Uh, we've talked about the Europa League in Frankfurt. We've talked about uh, Fiorentina. 
uh, before we get into uh, Friday's matchup with uh, Cagliari, uh, let's let's just rehash the latest happenings with uh, with Mauro Icardi because we'd be remiss if we didn't, and it wouldn't be nearly as entertaining if we didn't. So uh, uh, at, at last uh, at last mention, uh, Inter was going to uh, present Icardi with a contract anywhere in the range of six point five to seven million euro per year. Uh, uh, you know, and leave it pretty much up to them. Uh, news this morning uh, out of Italy is that now Napoli has decided they want to join the race and yes, has sir. apparently, and is apparently, and I'm not really sure if this is legit or not, but has apparently laid down an offer of 11 million euro per season for Icardi to come to Naples and, and, and play for Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, this also leaves uh, Juventus still in the mix as well. And apparently, according to the Tutuk Mercato web uh, piece, uh, and again, take all this with a grain of salt because I've learned it with Italian media. It's kind of, eh, you know, maybe yep. it's right. Maybe it's not, but no. it looks good on paper and people buy papers. So yes. um, that, that, that Inter has actually already agreed to sell Icardi to Juventus. Yes. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's really the case. I don't, I don't know if I'd necessarily buy that. Plus there's other European suitors, possibly Manchester United, uh, possibly, well, not Chelsea anymore, but uh, Chelsea might've been, but they're not anymore. Uh, maybe Real Madrid, which I'm kind of, kind of on the fence about not really sure about that but uh so that's kind of where things stand as of now Icardi likely not playing Friday he hasn't played for the last two weeks still with whatever injury is ailing him whether it's bursitis or a knee injury or whatever it is I'm trying really hard to give him the benefit of the doubt I, I really am but as these things keep coming out as his wife keeps opening her mouth as as these stories keep keep piling up I'm finding it more and more difficult to 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 give him that benefit of the doubt just because i i just don't understand the motive do you want to play or not if you don't want to play fine say you don't want to play be done we'll sell you in the summer and that's it end of story don't let this drag out don't don't let don't let the club waste valuable time trying to find and draft a contract go through their lawyers go through agents go through all this other rigmarole to to get you a contract only for you to say no uh if you want to move on move on if you don't want to play fine if that's the case don't get paid if you don't if you don't want to play you're not getting paid End of story. If it's really an injury, show me how it's really an injury. Show me that's the case. If it's just the case that you're 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 a miss because you lost the captain's armband, get over it. Get over, it happens. Maybe you're not the leader on the pitch that you think you are. Maybe you're not necessarily captain material. It doesn't diminish you as a player. It no. just means you shouldn't wear the armband. That's exactly. it. That, that's it. It, it. It's it's not a personal reflection on you. It's just saying that there's maybe someone else better on the pitch that could handle things like Samir Handanovic, which quite honestly, I have to say, I'm impressed with Samir Handanovic. Handanovic with along with Perisic, one of the quieter players on the pitch. You don't really you don't see a lot of social media from him. You don't see, uh, you know, he does he's not he's not engrossed in being interviewed all the time. But he's on the pitch, I think. Yeah, I, I think he's very introverted in that respect. But yes. on the pitch, I think he's I think he's very commanding. He's got a full view of the field. He can maneuver people where they need to maneuver. And so far, I think he's done a pretty good job. So, but but with Icardi, again, I'm I'm of the opinion at this point, either play or get out. And if you get out, you don't get paid. Because why? How is it fair 
that if you can't substantiate, it's kind of like when you're at work, okay? If you miss three or four days at work, at least here in the States, I don't know if it's the same in Sweden, but at least here in the States, a lot of employers say, okay, bring me a doctor's note to excuse your absence. If you can't bring a doctor's note, then it's typical. It's probably likely that you didn't go see the doctor and you're probably going to get dinged for it. And they're not going to pay you for that time that they were going to pay you anyway for taking sick time. Now, to me, I think the same principle applies with the CARDI. If you cannot provide significant evidence that you have some sort of a nagging knee injury that uh, that allows you that that uh, that uh, you know uh, doesn't allow you to play then fine okay if you can't prove it we're not going to pay you because why should we waste you know hundreds of thousands of euro every week paying you to wear a silly ass hat and talk to your wife the whole match why i mean I, if that's the case hey enter i'm looking for a gig i'll take 100 <laughs> grand 100 euro 100 euro every week and i'll just sit there and look pretty too yeah I, it's 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 not fair it, it doesn't it doesn't bring about the same the, the type of message that i think you want to give to the rest of the team and from what i understand the rest of this team is pretty well galvanized by this situation which is great that is probably the best worth a card he could possibly have at this point. And the fact that he's galvanized the rest of the locker room and say, hey, hey, you know what? Don't play. We're doing better without you. Don't play. We'll find someone who wants to be who wants to wear our colors and who wants to be part of our team next year. You can go on and play for you. You can ride the pine with Juventus. You can try to get some you can try to squeeze in some playing time with uh, with Napoli or you can struggle to even find the field. Uh, if you're in, if you're in England, so best of luck to you, man. Good luck. Go have at it, but don't um, stop stop taking money. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's a Ewing effect. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It is. But but uh, but but still, I, I just I just think that there's got to be a clear message here, and I think you know, say what you will about Beppe Marotta, that you know him going on Tiki Taka and and talking with Wanda Nar and trying to calm her down. I, you know, say what you will about it. I think I think it was a good move, but you know, some disagree. Um, you know, he's got to be very savvy here. He's got to be very sm- He's got to be very savvy in what he does in what this next step is. If Icardi rejects the contract, so be it. That's it. In the summer, he's gone. Done. End I, of story. Period. The end. I, I actually re- uh, read that, you know, that it was false that um, Napoli actually uh, made a proposal of, uh, I don't know, 10, 11 million euros because as as many of you who who watch uh, Syria understand that Napoli doesn't have that type of budget where they they can actually uh, afford to pay that type of money uh, to to a player and, ten million. Euros and would you really? And, and, w- and would you really want to pay ten or eleven million euro a year for that kind of drama? Would you want to pay ten or eleven million euro just to deal with Wanda Nara on a yearly and, basis? And that's the next thing. So the first of all, uh, in Italy, you have the three. The the three northern uh, clubs, you know, with the stripes is is Inter, is is Milan, and is Juventus. So when you play for one of these teams, usually you don't you don't go to the other teams because then, yeah, you know, you, you downgrade in a, in a sense because the three biggest <laughs> teams in Italy are this this. So that's the first thing. Second of thing is the is the thing that you're talking about is is all everything that comes with someone like Icardi. So um, with that being said, you know. I don't. I'm not so so sure that some of these teams might even want to deal with that because some of these teams, you know, they have a, they're like a working machine. So they have. I mean, I think about it like this. You know, if uh, let's say for an example that he he comes to uh, Real Madrid, or he goes to Real Madrid and and you know he he plays there. 
it's so much that his wife can actually say to that type of club or, or you know, make this type of state. <laughs> I mean, it, it becomes a little bit weird, you know, so, so and, and, you know, dealing with that type of, uh, of I mean, it just becomes a, a very bad situation. And, and I'm with you on that boat that I think that when, when uh, Vandanara was on um, Tikitak and, and made those types of uh, statements and Marota actually called in, I think that was a very good move of him because he actually took a stand and, and, and you know, showed um, basically that, that uh, he, he put Inter in a good light in a way because he, he, he didn't, he, he, I think that when someone of that, that type, of, when that type of director actually goes out of his way to actually do something like that, you know that it takes actually a lot for him to do something like that. So, 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 so the situation must, must be a little bit too infected. And well, I just, I would just love to see the first in- interaction between Wanda Nara and the management of Manchester United or Real Madrid. Uh, I no, would no. just love. They would, would just love to see what that no, looks no, like. they would just let him rot on the on the up, up <laughs> in the stands. I, I, you know, it's not so much money for them either. Like they can pay him ten million and let him rot for four years. They don't give they don't give sure. two shits about that. Yeah. So, oh yeah, without question. So, so I mean, if that's the case, you know, and that's the next thing, like, like if he goes to one of these clubs, you know, how, how is he going to approach that? And 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 to be uh, and to be fair with Icardi, one of the one of the things that uh, was proposed to him in order for him to come to Inter, I think, was the fact that he will get the captain uh, captaincy for the team. And I'm with you. I I I don't think that he was ready for that because. Regardless of how bad or good it has been the last couple of years, it, it is a sleeping giant. So it's a very big club. So with that comes a different kind of, um, you know, h- how you carry yourself in a sense. Because when you talk about captains in Inter, you know, for the last two decades, you have someone like Zanetti or, you know, Cordova, Cambiasso. And before that... In history, you have people like Facchetti or whoever you want. You know, all of these people, all of these men carry themselves in a certain way. So then come, then comes someone like Icardi, who's you know, so polarizing and and you know has is extremely outspoken. And he he does a a a, a book about himself when he's twenty three years old. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, 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 something just. Uh, it was just wrong from the. I think it was wrong from the beginning, but in a way, it wasn't only his fault. Uh, to make that clear too, I think that the whole situation was infected to begin with. So, uh, you know, it is what yeah, it is. But, At this but, point, but even 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 though you're promised something, or if that were the case, or there's even a gentleman's agreement that hey, you come here, we're going to make you the captain. Okay, that's fine. But situations change, and if you can't live up to that kind of a job, it's just yeah. like with any other job. If you can't live up to that job, you're not going to be able to. You're not going to have that Absolutely. job for very much longer. And, and, and whether it was, you know, we're all promised something when we come on board. And, you know, you're either promised, okay, this is your job, this is your title, this is your pay. Okay, but if you if you can't fulfill those responsibilities, guess what? You, you don't have the job anymore. Exactly. End of story. Done. Yeah. So that you know, and I I don't want to belabor Icardi. I I don't want to give it any more credence than it already has. I think it's there's a ton of it. Um, I I I just soon kind of move on. Uh, and, and the last topic we'll cover here, Sam, is, is uh, Friday afternoon, uh, at least Friday afternoon here on the uh, on the Don east Gavis. coast of the United States. Uh, uh, is a is another big match uh, uh, for for Inter. 
they uh, uh, will take on uh, – I can never pronounce this right. My Italian's decent, but sometimes it's really bad. So uh, uh, Calgary. Calgary. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that will be a, a 2.30 p.m. kickoff uh, here on the East Coast, uh, an evening kick on Friday uh, for those in Europe. Uh, and, and here we have, uh, you know, two teams on a completely different path, uh, at least, you know, respectively saying. Inter, uh, third place, two points above Inter Milan, uh, three points up on Roma, uh, and, and a good bit of distance from Lazio uh, in, in sixth. And then if you scroll down the table, you go all the way down to 14th, and there's Calgary. Uh, they are uh, 14th on 24 points. Uh, they are uh, only about, if I my math is right, six points out, off of safety uh, from Bologna, who's uh, in, in 18th place. Uh, there, there's quite a bit of congestion there. You've got Calgary uh, with 24 points, Spal with 23 points, uh, Udinese in tw- with 22, and Impoli uh, with 21. But what's shocking here is, is you look at the goal differential. Outside of Frozenone, Chievo, and Bologna, as well as Impoli, Calgary has the worst goal differential in Serie A at minus 15. That means that they are scoring 22. They are giving up 37 goals. That's what they've done in, in their in their uh, in their 25 matches they played in Serie A thus far. So what that tells me, offense is kind of weak, and defense is even worse. So again, on paper. This should be a match that no matter what lineup Luciano Spalletti rolls out, whether Keita Balde's uh, back in, whether Lautaro Martinez uh, comes back into play, uh, you know, whatever front formation uh, he has here, uh, they sh- it should be easy pickings uh, for for Inter. And, and defensively, I mean, you can't say enough about Inter's defense. It's one of the best in the, in, the, in Europe. I mean, yes. uh, you know, they've only given up twenty goals in twenty five matches, and. And, and that's that's a third best in in Serie A, and it's one of the best in Europe. Uh, while they're scoring thirty seven, which is also one of the best uh, in, in Serie A, although not as high as you might think. Uh, Juventus obviously running away with it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Roma Roma with forty nine goals. Uh, that's how many they scored. Unfortunately, Roma's given up thirty three, so uh, that would explain why they're in fifth. Uh, currently and not higher up on the table. But again, this should be a match that's easy pickings offensively for Inter and should give the defense no problem whatsoever. But again, as soon as you say that, you think, well, what's going to Provincial teams. Provincial teams. <laughs> Cal- Calgary is a provincial team. But I, to, to begin with, uh, have a look out after a player named Nicolo Barella. He, he, he's a central midfielder in, uh, in Calgary. He's been rumored to come to Inter. He's a young player, very talented player. He he plays in a position which is my you know my my all time favorite player plays plays in that position. He's a he has good feet, um, good sense of the game. So and he actually has been uh, called up uh, to Roberto Mancini's uh, uh, national Italy, Italian national team basically. So so he has uh, a lot of good things going for him. So look out for him as well. He he has um, he has a lot of upside and I actually. Uh, hope that he uh, he continues his progress and and he actually becomes an Inter player because uh, uh, we we need those types of players especially uh, you know after after Cambiaso and uh, those types of player left the club we we haven't really filled that hole in a sense and Brozovic doesn't have any any playmates uh, that hold the same type of caliber so so. Uh, 
Look out for Calgary, and I believe that uh, this game, I, I, I'm not so sure it's going to be so, so so many goals. I think that we should watch out for the counterattacks, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this game's actually stopped. Uh, you know, if we win like a one-zero or something like that, because wow. again, this is like that those types of games, you know, where. They they just gonna park the bus in front of the goal and and hope uh, you know on the counter that or it could be that because of the again the Ewing effect and the in the in the offensive play is going more fluid right now. Vecino starts to go have started to uh, to, to score again. Perisic is scoring. Politano is scoring. Hopefully, Keita Balde comes back because we have a lot of a um, uh, lot of uh, he has a lot of uh, playing in, in in him as well. So. If he comes back, you have a lot to lot to gain from that as well, and now hopefully Lautaro Martinez is, uh, scores uh, some. But I I have a feeling that you know it's not going to be so many goals. It's it's going to be a pretty tight game, in my opinion. But I can be totally wrong. But but that's what I think. I think one nil is 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 a healthy approach to this game. Take it to the bank. Sam says 1-0, and with his track record, you can't go wrong. So uh, that's solid. That's solid. That match uh, that match is Friday, 2.30 p.m. on the East Coast here in the United States. ESPN Plus will have it here in the U.S. Uh, DAZN, D-A-Z-N, uh, Sky Calcho uh, will also have the match. Uh, make sure you uh, check out our preview coming up on Serpents of Enter. Sam, it was uh, it was great to, uh, to visit, and uh, uh, we've covered a lot of ground. We'll cover a lot more. And uh, thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, and uh, appreciate you. you having on all the way from Sweden. Thank you very much. And for saying that. That's right. We'll have much, much more uh, kind of kicking around the idea of maybe doing some mini, uh, mini podcasts uh, during the week. Uh, just uh, see how that goes. Not really sure how that's going to play out just yet, but it's a possibility. We'll see what happens. But uh, for more uh, information uh, on Inter, all things Inter Milan, make sure you uh, keep checking out Serpents of Maradina. Dot com. Of course, next week we'll probably talk about this match. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the first uh, the first uh, uh, Euro- Europa League match with Frankfurt. Spal is on the horizon, and the uh, uh, the Derby della Maradina is Derby. coming up on March seventeenth, and that one could be a big one, depending on how things go oh over the God. next week or so for uh, for both these teams. So uh, for Sam Poor, I am uh, Matt Clark, uh, your site manager for Serpents of Maradina. You have topics you want to talk about, you want us to talk about, you have questions you want to ask us. Great. Make sure you reply in the comments below this post, and we'll be more than happy to get to them um, as we can. So with that, we'll sign off. And uh, Forza Inter. Forza Inter. Il gioco di gambe. Guadagna il fondo. Il cross. Egan! 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 Dabro! 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 Vale ancora dentro la di rigore, c'è un mischione, Nangolan, Egan, 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 il Nigia, il Nigia, jump, 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 al 32. The Serpents of Inter podcast is brought to you on the SB Nation Network. For more information and to check out all Inter Milan news all the time, make sure to log on to serpentsofmadadina.com. Serpents of Madadina.